0: Hi, everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm fantastic. Ready to start a a cable
1: TV news show. Those are doing well, right? I mean, hmm. that's a
0: complicated question. (laughs)
1: it really is that's one of the reasons i really enjoyed this episode is because man cable news is still on the air but uh mm, yeah, yeah, quality standards have gone down so far
0: bart bart would be in charge of the network yeah yeah um hey guys we are brought to you by our supporters on patreon you can support us by going to patreon.com slash the simpson show for only two hours a month you gain access to all of our bonus content Um, New episode reviews, redo reviews of both King of the Hill and Rick and Morty from time to time. Bonus episodes covering all kinds of Simpsons related things and uh, watching some movies that the Simpsons were inspired by. You can also go on whatever podcast service you use, Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or whatever podcatcher you use uh, and give us a review. Give us five stars, subscribe, tell your friends, all those things help and we do appreciate it. On this week's episode. It is Girly Edition, episode 5F15, originally aired April 19th, 1998. It's my uncle's birthday. Written by Larry Doyle. This is his first episode. Not his last. Interesting. He writes a few hmm. more. I also wrote for Rugrats uh, this and Daria. This episode was directed by Mark Kirkland. Uh, finished 26th in the ratings. Nielsen rating of 8.7. Uh, third highest rated show on Fox of the Week following The X-Files and King of the Hill. Apparently the Fox average was 6.6. So Simpsons did better than that. Well. Um it's be- good to be better than average. I guess, yes. That's all we strive for. Uh the couch gag, the family sits down and uh a hand spins them. It's this <laughs> it's the spin art one uh that we have seen we have seen before. It's a repeat. They've we're we're in the the the, the 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 final run of episodes, they always repeat them. Yeah. Um episode begins with Itchy and Scratchy, uh where Scratchy becomes a neon sign. This is this is a really good itchy and scratchy. I really like this one in particular. <laughs> right? It's it's really. I don't know. It. I, I had forgotten that me, he becomes a neon sign, but it made me laugh, which some itchy and scratchies <laughs> don't. Well, a lot of them are just kind of dumb. Yeah, this I mean one... they're just slapstick, no. uh, gross stuff. But this is has clever twists on it. Um, Krusty's watching with is that Lindsay Nagel? It's not. It sounds like her. Like, it's almost the exact
1: same voice. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure the same woman does her voice. But the hair is wrong. The face is wrong. But it is Lindsay
0: Nagel. It feels like like that's what was confusing me. When I was watching this. I'm like, I don't think does she ever get a name? No, I don't think she does. I think she's just executive. It feels like that she. she it should just be Lindsay Nagel. But I guess Lindsay Nagel hasn't become that role yet for the every no. every executive they need. But Kirstie's in a meeting with the this unnamed executive, and the uh, FCC wants him to add some educational uh, programming to his show.
2: Man, you'd think the quality would dip after 5,500 shows.
3: <laughs> well, the FCC isn't laughing. They don't believe kids are
2: learning anything from Itchy and Scratchy. Oh, please. What don't they learn? Don't trust mice. Cats are made of glass. Our license renewal is on the bubble. We need educational programming fast. What about that Mattel and Mars bar quick energy Chocobot hour? That's barely legal as it is. Here's what I was thinking. A newscast for kids, by kids. Well, you're not taking any time out of my show. It's jammed up as it is. There's the monologue, those idiot puppets, Krusty's nap time, the second monologue, Paul Harvey, Senior Pepino. I tell you, it's the tightest three hours and ten minutes on TV. We're cutting ten minutes from your show. Well, I guess we could trim the hobo parade to a lean twenty.
1: I think you could cut Paul Harvey, but that's just me. (laughs) Paul Harvey's not insightful? Come on, Matt. I mean, he seems like a nice enough guy, but he's not really... I would have to speed him up by like eight times to
0: enjoy listening to him. You're the... I don't... We're not going to argue about listening to podcasts at at two times speed (laughs) or whatever. So, Krusty needs to cut a good ten minutes from his show, so the Hobo Parade takes the hit. Uh, Meanwhile, Bart... He's on the playground, uh, doing very complicated skateboard tricks um, with the help of Millhouse, and also hurting children in the process. Um, Willie has a leaf pile, and Bart wrecks the leaf pile. I, Why is Willie so mad about this?
1: Um, because he was dumb enough to put all the leaves in a pile and not bag them.
0: Why doesn't he have a leaf blower?
1: Uh, it's Springfield Elementary. I, I'm pretty
0: sure they, they don't even pay Willie. He just gets to live there. <laughs> I guess that's true. Uh, so he wrecks Willie's leaf pile. This, is, I it's a it's very nice visually. Uh, Bart's trick, but there's nothing from it to do from the audio. So Willie upset takes Bart's skateboard, uh, and then turns up the bagpipe music. I guess he gets there's There are two stations in Springfield playing bagpipe music. Is there that much demand? Uh well yeah I mean you know Springfield has that great Scottish history could you
1: help me out with that Matt? Uh yeah Springfield uh was moved from Scotland they moved the whole city uh when Homer becomes the uh trash guy uh, it turns out Springfield is actually from Scotland Oh I see okay good good to know They took it over on a boat
0: Exactly the entire city they just, they just on...
1: put all they just put them all on like wooden uh, planks and just
0: right across like Waterworld? Yeah Lisa uh meeting with Skinner uh, Skinner is uh, was tasked to choose uh, which student would be the anchor for this new kids program, and uh, Lisa is his choice. Lisa,
1: Channel 6 is launching a children's news program, and they've asked me to select an outstanding student to be anchor child.
3: <gasps> oh my gosh! Today's top story, little girl on cloud nine and stream comes true.
1: Lisa, I've selected you to be that child anchor.
3: I know, I already jumped to that conclusion.
1: Oh, all right. If you're so smart, tell me who I selected to be
0: lunchroom monitor. Me. Take your sash and go. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. That's really good. Um, of course. Why, who else would they pick? Uh, I, I think Lisa's 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 Lisa respectable. She is. She is. She has that uh, the classiness and respectability that you want from a your main anchor. Um, yeah. And she's smart. I don't know if she's much of a leader, though.
1: Well, I think she, I think she is know-it-all enough to at least pretend to be a leader, which in elementary school is enough to get you by. You need more than that once you get to high school, but in elementary school, that kind of chutzpah, you know, it goes a long way. Chutzpah? You mean Zork? Zork. I do mean
0: Zork. Okay. We'll get to Zork later. Yeah. Uh, so Bart uh, wants his skateboard back. He can, There's a convenient truck full of cream corn nearby. And it was it is pumping the cream corn directly into the school, because that is obviously how you transport cream corn. Right. No no cans for these people. They're being environmentally friendly. And then uh, so Bart fills Willie's shack with cream corn. And Willie tries to eat his way out and fails. Uh, and it, it, the shack explodes. Are you a, fa- you a fan of cream corn, Matt? Not
1: really. I mean, it's okay. Not great. Uh, I, I try to keep uh, corn to a minimum. Uh, I do occasionally do uh, tortilla chips. but That's about it. It's my corn maximum.
0: Yeah, corn's not great for you. Not really, no. It tastes delicious, though. Uh, yes, corn on the cob is...
1: I, I'm not a big fan because you know it gets in your teeth, and uh, that's why I don't like popcorn as well. Corn in my teeth just don't get along for some reason. And a lot of people don't have that problem, but I do. But corn on the cob with some nice sweet butter on it—oh, that's excellent. What about cornbread? Cornbread is also quite good, but what even about, worse for you. If what about possible. what about creamy cornbread?
0: Not a big fan. I've had some of that. It's it's not no no. Mm, that's my favorite. I'll, I'll stick with regular cornbread. No, I like how about okay. Here's a a, a combo out there. Try this. Cream corn. or not cream corn. Corn bread and chocolate milk. Huh. You know, I don't see any reason why that wouldn't go well, but I'm getting a little bit of the heebie-jeebies from it. It's really good. It's delicious. That was my uh, go-to combo in high school cafeteria. Get... <laughs> really? With The ter- their ter- well. terrible. only way to make that terrible cornbread good, have some chocolate milk at the ready. Very delicious. Alright. Well when my
1: wife listens to this episode, we need to do that. So let's go get some cornbread and chocolate milk, dear. Dear.
0: Willie. Uh it's not super happy that his shed exploded from cream cream corn implosion. Not great. Willie tries to kill well, Bart No, I mean it levels his house. <laughs> yeah, I guess it I it is his house. Willie tries to kill Bart, uh, but he is eventually coaxed away by two nurses who aren't necessarily like really, (laughs) they're not really like wrestling him away. They're just like, come on, stop. Come on. You know, we, we, we have to take you. I know you're not actually hurt. Yes. Come on. So, uh, they take Willie away. He's gone forever. Of course, never comes back in this episode for sure. Uh, (laughs) Bart comes, it comes home and we, we have a, a little, uh, scene where Lisa is, is, I guess she's proud. She's proud that she's gotten this position and she has a list of all the people that she's gonna uh I guess hire recruit for the show. Uh Bart calls them all nerds except for Nelson and she Lisa explains that she picked Nelson because one, they used to date and two, he threatened her, which threatening people to get jobs always works in the real world. Yeah. I mean, it sometimes does. Uh Marge forces Lisa to add Bart to the show doing to do sports. <laughs> sure. Bart knows all about sports. I know. He's not even, like, it's not even, that's not Bart's thing. Like, he's not as, he's not as, like, he doesn't love sports. Lisa likes sports more than him. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. It's, <sighs> okay. We'll get
1: to it later. Well, I have, I have, so... okay. If, if Bart and Lisa were adults, Bart would be a sports guy. Lisa probably will stop caring about sports very much. She might get into soccer. She'll probably have a soccer phase. uh She's, she, she's countercultural like that. But Bart will probably get into some sport, you know, basketball baseball across you know Bart will pick something up and then he'll just be a fan of it the rest of his life
0: he played football but I don't think he's big enough to play football later on Um, no so so we have that is all the A plot that all of that is all A plot and then we get to the B plot which is no one remembers the A plot of this episode (laughs) everyone remembers the B plot yeah the the memorable thing is the B plot with Homer and the helper monkey Uh, Homer goes to the quickie mart a has a helper monkey because a has been shot Again, and Homer wants a helper monkey because who wouldn't want a helper monkey? I mean, I wouldn't. I don't. I'm I don't. I don't either. I monkeys are terrifying to me. Like people, I remember. Like I think a lot of people, a lot of kids go through a phase where they want a pet monkey. But yeah, but you don't. You really I don't, don't. I don't want a pet monkey. Those things are like even the cutest little tiniest monkeys seem like they could just go crazy at any moment, and they have teeth. Uh, Homer goes to. This is, I remember thinking this plot was harmless and hilarious, Matt. Once you get older, you're like, man, that's a really
1: jerk thing to do. This is,
0: Yeah, and now watching, I'm like, oh, man, this is really bad. Uh, I, I think it's just cartoonish enough that I don't really care, but I certainly don't like it as much as I used to. No. It, but Homer goes to, like, one, they're not... It's a store. Is it a st- It's not a store. I suppose it's a storefront, but it's like a, a an animal assistant place to get a helper monkey. And Homer, of course, does not have any disabilities, so he grabs Grandpa, recruits him. Grandpa has the disability of being old, so he gets they get him a helper monkey. Which is mojo legitimate disability most of the time. I mean, it's true. Yeah, it, a, a helper monkey would help Grandpa if Grandpa wasn't planning on just eating it. Which is what we learn after Homer abandons Grandpa taking the monkey. <laughs> we find out that Grandpa was just going to plan on eating the monkey, which. Well, of course, Gr- Grandpa is from the old school where they ate anything. I, I would not. He, did he grow up? Is he old enough to be in the Depression? When
1: this started, yes, he was definitely a boomer. I mean, he fought in World War II, so, or uh, even before boomer.
0: He's the greatest generation, so yes. Okay, so he would have lived through the Depression, yes, but he would have eaten monkey. But I can't imagine a monkey tastes good. I can't either. I mean they eat them in Africa, uh bush meat. It's it's a real disease vector, unfortunately. I just I mean, they're not they're very lean and like stringy, I would imagine. Can't probably I whatever. We're not gonna discuss monkey meat too much. Uh so Homer now has a monkey, Mojo. Obviously, Mojo Uh, We cut back to the A-plot, and we see what's going on with Lisa and Bart. Uh, All the kids are kind of playing around. Uh, Lisa gets them to settle down, and they begin their first show. Uh, Nelson does the intro music. Lisa's the main anchor. And then we see Bart perform. And he does really well, so well that he gets promoted.
2: All right, kids. We learned a lot today. Now, this is what makes my job difficult. Bart, you're off the sports beat.
3: (sighs) What? Sorry, Bart, but you got to take something seriously. From now on,
2: your Lisa's co anchor. What? Ooh, that's gotta hurt.
0: He really likes that bell. I I mean, it's Bart. I think my only my only complaint about that is that like that is she's he's I mean, I guess I understand because it's a newscast, so he's looking at the camera for the newscast, but it becomes like a fourth wall breaking thing. Where he's looking at yeah. us, and it's a little <laughs> a little weird to me. I don't want Bart to talk to me unless it's uh, Bart the general, I suppose. Yeah, but, it's a, it's a little cheesy. But we learn that Bart is now co-anchor of Lisa's show, their show together now. And we go to commercial. And when we come back, we have uh, Lisa basically
1: pleading her case to our Lindsay Nagel analog of why she believes Bart does not deserve this promotion.
3: I don't need a co-anchor. I'm a straight-A student. Lisa, Bart's got something you can't learn in school. Zazz. What is Zazz? Zing, Zork, Kapalza.
2: Call it what you want. In any language, it spells Mazuma in the bank. Zork? What is Zork? I didn't say Zork. The point is, the camera loves him.
3: But that trivializes the whole idea of kids' news. I mean, let's be honest. Bart's not exactly the brightest penny in the fountain.
2: In English, Lisa. God, damn, blueberry stains.
3: Look, I love Bart, but he's never even read a newspaper. Between you and me, he's, well, kind of dumb.
1: Hmm. So, yes, uh,. First of all, uh, Lisa being a straight A student uh, doesn't get you everything, but you can teach the kind of thing uh, that Bart has in school. Uh, it, it's called broadcast journalism school, uh, where they teach you that, and also
0: probably ethics or something. I don't know. They <laughs> <laughs> ah, do <you> teach it, <laughs> presents, <laughs> or they used to teach ethics. You know, whatever. I mean, they. I think they do, but they also also like it's very much like, wink and nod, like yeah, ethics. Yeah, it's not all about ratings. <laughs> wink. Yeah, do you want to get hired? week um am i okay man this is the thing that i feel like i have a disconnect with this episode is am i supposed to not like lisa in this am i supposed to think she's doing the wrong thing i think you're supposed to see her as misguided uh as
1: you 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 see her as Basically, the way I saw her pretty much every single time that I have watched this episode is, Lisa, you're not right. Like, you think you're right because you're smart, but you're not. Like, even when I was a little kid, I knew just because you're smart, you're not going to be right all the time. Uh, and you're not the best at everything just because you're a straight-A student. That's just not the way it works. And I, I think you're supposed to see Bart as being – um, what's a nice way to put this – Bart as being manipulative, essentially uh, with his his phony news kind of thing. And you're supposed to respect Lisa's integrity, but realize that she's wrong while you appreciate what Bart is doing and his, you know psychological manipulation, but also realize that it's wrong. Uh, the problem, I think, with this episode and a lot of episodes is that I worry that people don't see that what Bart is doing is wrong. Uh, I don't know if everyone else sees that what Lisa is doing is wrong, but I-, I think a lot of people
0: don't see that Bart is very wrong. They just think that that's the way things are. It- it's not. My disconnect from this episode is I basically agree with everything Lisa does. Everything. Because I don't... <laughs> everything? every I, Like, yeah, I don't... I Like, I don't... Like, I don't know if it's just our... The way that journalism has gone in the past, mm-hmm. since the 24-hour news cycle has basically been created, and the way that cable news has fought for ratings and substance in ev- in most mainstream journalism has gone down and down and down and down and down, and I, maybe it's just some of that seeping into my opinion about this, because BART mm-hmm. is basically representative of the complete emptiness of news. A, a lot of the times say emptiness I, I feel like human interest stories have
1: their place in news um when i say lisa was wrong i i was saying she, she was wrong to not include bart for one thing uh not even giving him a chance really and two that she should get to be in charge which she's ready to shoot. those are the ways in which lisa is wrong her integrity in this is 100 percent correct the news is not just human interest stories but they have their place i it's would just, say bart,
0: they, they don't
1: not at all yeah. N- the, there's not even part of the news at all separate
0: show Oh, yes. Okay, sorry. They should be on television, but separate show. You're right. They should be part of the weekend beat, you know? I mean, I'm fine with good human interest stories that really highlight... I think they should highlight uh, problems with society and, uh, and personify them and allow us to understand how they affect actual people. But I don't want that in my news. I want this thing happened. This is what it means, how it's going to affect these these people, an average person. That's what I want. And I don't want, like, I know it's not really Bart's fault in any of Like, I, I don't really blame Bart necessarily in this because he's a kid and he's Bart, you know, he's not, he doesn't, I don't think he necessarily has a lot of ill will in, in this. He's just doing like, he sees a way for him to have a place in the show and that he's doing it. And that's like, I don't blame him. I blame the adults. I blame the, the, the executive the executive who's telling him that's exactly how you need to be. Yeah. I don't know. So, but even with that, I still go, I'm with Lisa. This like, Like, I understand that this episode is really not, couldn't, even though people act like The Simpsons are like some crystal ball that predicts the future all the time, I don't think this episode is going for anything more than, hey, sometimes, you know, journalists have like this dumb stories and that they get attention and it's not necessarily pure, but they exist. I just can't disconnect it from, I wish real journalists were more like Lisa in that, They would just stick to their guns. And frankly, with the the stories coming out recently about how uh, many, many uh, media companies are boys clubs and any women who are fighting for a spot face even more trouble. It even makes me more kind of on Lisa's side where like, why can't Lisa just have her? Like, why doesn't Lisa get this thing? Bart doesn't need it. Like, Bart only wants it because Lisa's doing it. Like, I feel like if, if it wasn't Lisa, Bart wouldn't care. And it, that part also makes me go, like, well, Bart was doing skateboard tricks the day before. At like, if he, if he wanted to be a newscaster, he would have already been doing it or, like, been yeah. a good student or something, right? Be working on a newspaper, which we've seen Lisa do. Like, it's just, I don't necessarily am angry at Bart really. Um, but I, am root like I don't and I don't think this is like a a normal perspective necessarily either, but I am rooting for Lisa even as she gets progressively more petty <laughs> and even when Bart is getting <laughs> trapped in a car with Willie attacking him later on, I am still going, eh, maybe he should have been maybe should have done that bad journalism stuff I don't know i, maybe. I it's not maybe it's not fair. I just want to explain my perspective. I am on Team Lisa and 100% on Team Lisa in this episode. I'm pretty sure everyone's on Team Lisa. I don't know. Ooh, anyone intelligent. I, that's, that's what I worry about. I worry about people
1: see Bart and think, oh, Lisa's just being I, mean to him. No. Well, well, what
0: Bart is doing is wrong. That, well, that's I. because uh, so I, I read the news group reviews and multiple people are like, this is not like Lisa. Why is she so mean? And I'm like, I don't think she's that necessarily mean. I think she's just a little misguided at the end in particular. But. I definitely am still 100% team Lisa. I don't know. I just, I think a lot of it is just our current journal journalism, the uh, cable news, basically, uh, the way they are in general, (laughs) bad in general, and I think that's bleeding through my feelings, maybe a little, uh, maybe more than a little. (laughs) So what's happening with
1: Mojo? Well, Mo- Mojo has met Marge, and Marge does not understand why there's
0: a monkey in her house, so she is trying to kill Mojo, which is a appropriate response to See, a monkey in your I, house. I, yeah, if there's a, a crazy monkey jumping around your house. Let's say you you come home, you're alone, and there's a monkey in your house. What do you do? <laughs> uh, Try and trap
1: it in a closet uh, and hope it doesn't destroy everything in that closet. And then call animal services.
0: Yes, exactly. Which, you know, Mars Mar is trying to incapacitate the monkey, which uh, that's fine. It's a monkey because uh, Homer has not told her that there's a monkey in the house. Homer doesn't like to inform people of things ahead of time. I guess not. And that's like Homer's pretty bad. <laughs> like in this, uh, because it. I think he gets, like I said, it gets kind of a slide because it's very cartoony. Like it's not it's a monkey. Like, really? Like, that's not going to happen. That's not like a that's not like a normal like a husband and a normal husband wife uh argument is not about oh you brought home a monkey, so I could let it go i guess yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah monkeys are filthy though like marge is right
1: marge is a hundred percent correct monkeys are disgusting creatures that are just full of disease, but you know uh, they belong in the wild. That's what's
0: where they're supposed to be. I mean, there's... So you don't have them in your house. I was going to say, there's probably a, a, a one of our listeners owns a monkey, and they're probably like, No, my monkey's the cleanest monkey. How dare they? If Okay, if you own a monkey and you're listening and your monkey's very clean, you're the exception. Yes, you must bathe your monkey constantly. You're a good monkey That's owner. That's time. Good job being a good monkey owner. If you are a monkey owner, please email us. I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Why? 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 And they're cute. You own a monkey and are programmed to feel pain. <laughs>
1: anyway, moving on uh in an attempt to uh, make Lisa appreciate his contributions, Bart is reading the news and of course Bart being Bart is incredibly bored by them uh he attempts to go to the comics and unfortunately there's news in his comics so he um he just can't win essentially he asks Marge uh who is running out to get a tetanus shot because she was bit by the monkey, which I'm not sure if she's getting the right shot tetanus is usually when you Step on something that's rusty, uh, but uh, Marge doesn't have a chance to reassure him uh, because you know, she's running out to get a shot. So Bart instead goes to Kent Brockman for advice, as you know, a newscaster.
2: Mr. Brockman, I need your help. I've got to become a great anchor so I can show up my sister.
1: Sister, huh? Yeah, <laughs> oh, I've got a sister, Miss Big Shot CNN Washington Correspondent. <laughs> well, she's not the boss of me. Come in. Let's take the trophy route to the den. Twelve newsies. Seven iron mics, four golden quaffs. This is the most prestigious award that Del Monte gives. Do you want to hear my award-winning secret? Human interest stories. They tug at the heart and fog the mind. Observe. Hear that? It's the sound of children's laughter, silenced. That's because tomorrow this old carousel, which has delighted young Americans for low these past six years, will be torn down to make way for the future. A store that sells designer mouse pads. Well, I guess there's no room in this modern world for old blackie here. But if you don't mind, this reporter is going for one last ride. Danger, danger. This is Kent Brockman. Report. So, Yes. Uh, going back to our earlier conversation, these kind of human interest stories—they're um, not super valuable. When I say human interest stories, I mean probably more what you're thinking along the lines of is how uh, you know certain things affect people who are not your average news uh, watcher. I suppose, like, oh, this is how the poor people and the homeless and you know people who might look different from you—those are human interest stories. This is just fluff. Yeah, but it's 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 won a lot
0: of awards for Kent Brockman. I mean. This is uh what they how they like. I applaud the show for making this Kent's example so like perfect as an example of that fluff. Like it is, it is a very good like like the the horse that he rides on is white, and he calls it Blackie. I really that's a really good touch. Uh, him delivering his sign-off line as he rotates, very good. It's an excellent example of the bad like how em- empty it is and i i feel like this episode never quite crosses the line into full-on like satire of that type of journalism really i feel like it is it gets the edge because it i think largely it chooses correctly in focusing on the Lisa part relationship
1: right because if you focus on the news portion of it it's just it's social commentary that just makes you sad
0: i mean yeah and i, I think they could do it and they and they and they touch on it a lot. You know, there's a lot of of kind of this this parody satire stuff about television about the degradation of news and all that. Like they have little jokes here and there, but they largely don't have like an episode about it really. They just have like uh, I think Homer Badman, they do it there, like but it's always focusing on very specific things applying to the family. It is never here is a whole episode that is just about journalism say this is more about Bart and Lisa's relationship i think and it kind of just uses the area of journalism to use to make some jokes and to make a light statement about it but i don't think it's it doesn't go all in i think no no not not quite yet and, and that's for better for the episode
1: uh i think of, so yes. fortunately yeah so uh We then, after Bart gets his advice from Kent Brockman, we go back to uh, Mojo. And Mojo's thing, uh, as I forgot to tell you earlier, is that he can do anything you show him, which is remarkable for a monkey because monkeys are very intelligent. But most of them, they have their own ideas about what they want to be doing. And so this is a remarkable thing to have a monkey do. Uh, Unfortunately for Mojo, he's watching Homer. And so Mojo gets fat and lazy and just sits around and eats all day because he sees Homer doing that. Because that's
0: uh, that's Homer for you. Uh, I want to say that of course, mo- is a little sad about this. <laughs> I want to say that Mojo is funny. I I mean I want to I laugh at Mojo when Homer is like he can do any you can do anything he shows you and then Homer oh, picks up a phone and answers it and then Mojo goes meh, 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 into the phone. I laughed at it. I can't help it. It's a monkey. Monkeys are yeah. funny. Cartoon monkeys especially. They're funny. Yes, cartoon monkeys are funny. Real life monkeys not much uh real life monkeys poop a little too much to be funny. I mean not in person, Matt. Like I don't I still laugh <laughs> mm-hmm. at at like uh was it that movie, uh Ed? Was that the name of the movie they had a monkey? Or is that a different movie? Uh probably. Was it a Baboon? Or an orangutan? Know. I think it was an orangutan. There's a movie where a guy got a monkey. It's Ed. Yeah, it's I mean, uh, it's what's his face from friends. Oh. Matt LeBlanc. He had a monkey and they played baseball.
1: Oh god. Okay. Yeah, they made a movie. Sure. That's
0: wow. There's also okay. that Clint
1: Eastwood movie where he has a monkey? Okay. Every Which Way But Loose. Now that's a good movie. How about Dunstan Checks in? A decent movie. Okay. It, it, it's it's alright. It's not great. It's not not Ed, thank goodness, but I like Dustin you know. Checks in. It's a monkey in it. If you say so. I guess it's an ape. It's orangutan. Sure. Mojo though is an actual monkey. He he is tiny and has a tail. I guess that's true. He does. Yeah. So uh Mojo's getting fat. Marge is concerned. We go back to the kids, uh, where Lisa uh, is prattling on about something that uh, is only of interest to her and through other people, most of whom are adults. Uh, while instead of looking into, I believe it is a ham salad, Bart went out and did his first episode of Bart's People.
3: And now, Bart's been looking into that alleged ham salad from yesterday's school lunch. No, I haven't, Lisa,
2: because I went out with a camera and did a different kind of story.
3: (laughs) Bart, I really think we should about
2: a man. A simple man. He's one of Bart's people. Joe Banks, 82 years young, has come to this pond every day for the past 17 years to feed the ducks. But last month, Joe made a discovery. The ducks were gone. Some say the ducks went to Canada. Others say Toronto. And some people think that Joe used to sit down there, near those ducks. But it could be that there's just no room in this modern world for an old man and his ducks.
3: Smithers,
1: you think maybe my
2: power plant killed those ducks?
1: There's no maybe about it, sir. (laughs) Excellent. So sorry, I just had to include the Mr. Burns part that's really the only time that any of the side characters uh, of Springfield are in here. <laughs> it's great. Mr. Burns is like excellent. He's very happy that his plant killed those ducks.
0: I guess so. Uh, Why he's...
1: Mr. Bur... Why Mr. Burns is watching Kids News, aka Krusty's Show? I couldn't tell you.
0: He's probably just bored. He's an old man. Maybe maybe he likes Paul Harvey. It's true. Paul Harvey is part of the show. Mr. Burns must like Paul Harvey. Maybe obviously. he's like he wants. To... Maybe the Kids News section is right after Paul Harvey maybe and maybe. so and Burns is like well, let's just finish let's see what let's see what this is
1: <laughs> and then of course there's the hobo parade
0: yeah hobo. and maybe maybe Burns also like maybe he likes the hobo parade he laughs at the poor people
1: that does sound like something that he'd be interested in all right yeah so we figured it out Good to know. Uh, of course, this story makes everyone in the newsroom cry, uh, including the uh, executive, except that she can't because she got a botched facelift. Lisa, of course, sees Amelia through this and calls it sappy, manipulative dribble, which in this case definitely was. <laughs> it's a stupid story about a non thing. Of course, Bart responds with his, uh, you know, he basically plays it off like he's, you know, is still doing the segment, which gets Lisa extremely mad. So she goes out to do her own human interest stories. Uh, she tries to do one on a Crazy Cat Lady, who throws cats at her, uh, which makes sense, I guess. Although, usually, Crazy Cat Ladies try to keep the cats to themselves, not throw them at people. And then she tries to do one about uh, the train tracks that are no longer used, except they are, uh,
0: because she Lisa doesn't do her research very well, which is unlike Lisa, but hey. I want to say that the reveal when the train goes is goes by, and then the crazy cat lays behind cat it. It's behind it, <laughs> and she throws cats at Lisa. Very good, very very, very good. good. very it's, good. Very, it's the kind of joke you're not expecting. Yeah, there's that's it's again we talk about that like the the that that Simpsons uh prototype stereotype of of layers of like here's here's your mm-hmm. joke and then here's another joke and then another joke and that's what it very much. This little That little segment of Lisa in front of the train tracks with eight seconds of train going by, and then a beat, and then the crazy cat lady there throwing cats at her. It's it's very good. This is the first appearance of the crazy cat lady. Really? Yep. Well,
1: I'll have to mark that down for uh, trivia.
0: Oh, good. Girly edition.
1: <laughs> yep. Everyone remember, girly edition, first appearance of the crazy cat lady. Yep. Who comes back her name? What was her name again? Evelyn something or other. I don't remember. It's in a later episode, uh, a season 20-something episode. You you learn what her name is and what her deal is and how she became the Crazy Cat Lady, because everyone wants to know how their favorite characters became their favorite characters. Right? Right. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Uh, we go back to Homer, uh, who has taught Mojo how to steal donuts for him from the... Uh, Lard Lad, Uh, of course, Mojo, uh, being smarter than Homer, decides he's not going to share any. Uh, Well, he takes a bite out of one and throws it to Homer, who has willpower of not eating a donut that fell on the ground and has a bite out of it from a filthy monkey for about five seconds before Homer runs over and starts
0: eating it. Because I mean, everyone gets the job on Homer. I don't don't think that's the first food they've shared, like, in their relationship. I'm sure it's not. So uh, I don't think, like, Homer, I don't think that's the problem. I think Homer's like, it's on the ground. Uh, I want a donut. I'm going to eat it. And (laughs) I don't know if someone, like, if I had a person, like, that was with me, and they took a bite of a donut, and it fell on the ground, if I picked up that donut, and it wasn't dirty, I might eat that donut. depends what kind of donut. I might eat that donut.
1: Because... Well, yeah, I mean, some some donuts could be okay like that. Others, you know, if it's, you know, chocolate frost with something on top and now stuff's all in the chocolate. I might scrape the
0: chocolate off before I eat it, but, you know. I mean, maybe this can get pretty dirty on the ground. Depends what sticks. But I might. I right. Hey, I'm not above eating ground donuts. That's all I'm saying. Like, I don't. <laughs> like, that's all I'm saying. I'm not above donuts. I like it. Hey. Like donuts. donuts. Donuts a or donut. floor pie. Floor pie. I'd eat floor pie, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. Just on the plate like that. I've eaten dinner this morning anyway. on, on my floor it's my floor well it's clean right i'm only eating my filth what's what's the problem <laughs> you also have cats so You could be eating cat filth i'm assuming i'm always eating cat filth because i live in a house of cats <laughs> That's a good point actually <laughs> yeah.
1: uh so uh homer's attempt to steal to steal donuts using mojo is somewhat successful we can say uh but then we go back to bart and his latest bart's people
3: Hmm. Thank you, Bart, for yet another touching Bart's people. Now, turning to... I just
2: think our veterans deserve a little recognition. That's what Veterans Day is for, Bart. But is that really enough to honor our brave soldiers? (laughs) They also have Memorial Day. Oh, Lisa, maybe you're right, maybe you're wrong. The important thing is veterans deserve a day to honor them. They have two. Well, maybe they should have three. I'm Bart Simpson.
0: You didn't include the actual no. c- the 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 Bart's people, Matt. Oh man, it's so good. Uh, yes, uh,
1: apparently. Oh, sorry, it was. It seems kind of slow to me, but you know, lots of things do. Uh, basically, ah. Bart is in the the veterans' home where the old people are using scraps of discarded
0: clothes to make flags. I think uh, this the- is actually the best. Like, it's better than what we see of Kent Brockman. This is like a legitimately good example of that. Like, of the, like this is. Like I would believe, I saw this on television. With like this feels like I would actually see this on the news. This is so yes, that's like true. such so perfect with even Bart's lines of like this awful these ugly flags. You re- you put them up the the flagpole. I'll salute. Like that is perfect. It is really good. It's like I'm kind of amazed that there isn't a real story like that. Like there isn't a news story, some fluff piece about poor old veterans having to so why are they sewing it doesn't matter it doesn't matter don't it, answer my questions
1: one thing that old people like to do because I, they have a lot of time on their hands and they, sewing arth- by hand is a
0: i would say arthritis wouldn't it
1: yeah. yeah so i'm saying sewing by hand will give you arthritis and these people probably already have it so i i don't know maybe maybe they're the lucky few who don't have it okay yeah so yeah sure uh so as you can see bart does no research and doesn't understand what he's reporting on uh, once again I worry about anyone who would side with Bart in this, but, you know. Um, uh, Bart gets a ton of fan mail uh, for this. A lot of people who are wanting to be Bart's people, uh, because they think they have an interesting story. Uh, Marge, of course, calls it Bart's show when Lisa complains. (laughs) She she says that Lisa is a very important part of Bart's show. So, poor Lisa. Even even Marge is on Bart's side, because uh, Marge doesn't pay attention, I guess, to what kind of kid Bart is. Yeah,
0: that's, again, that's the other thing I'm a little, I'm like, Marge is just straight up this is that's the other thing that makes me kind of be just 100% team Lisa all the way through is that Marge is kind of like well who cares Bart is more popular so it's his show now I'm like well <laughs> what about Lisa Did you forget?
1: yeah I mean I doubt Marge has seen more than like one episode of this, uh, this show so maybe she doesn't realize and then since Bart's getting done a fan mail on Lisa it's not maybe she just assumes that Lisa has assumed a smaller role. A dumb
0: assumption, but it, it it could be something Marge would do. I yeah. I I mean, it's. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying it just makes me empathize with Lisa more. It's just like I true, I. true. I mean, I don't every. I think everyone has experienced it in their life when they've tried to do a thing and then someone else does their thing and they're better at it and they get more popular and successful. And you're like, what? A, but hey, hey, man, what about me? I tried. I did the thing too. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not as good, huh? Okay. Lisa is not an adult, so she doesn't have to. Have, she doesn't have that realization. She has the more like, oh, I'm gonna, do, I'm gonna trick Bart.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, Lisa schemes for revenge, and uh, Lisa, despite her intelligence, is not particularly
0: good at revenge, as we'll see after the commercial. I mean, I don't know about that. I think she's too good at it, frankly. I think that's the problem. Is that it's? I guess it's not an appropriate level of revenge. She's not choosing at a level a good appropriate level of revenge, which is not her brother being murdered. I think it's the right. I don't think that's appropriate. Well, yeah,
1: she she just wanted to embarrass him. She didn't want to get him killed, but you know it's <laughs> Willie, so
0: mm. yeah, it's hard to you can't rely on on Willie to be consistent. Uh, when we come back, so she plants a fake request. Uh, we don't know what it is. Uh, we, we at first we just see that she writes a fake letter. Uh, and and gives it to Bart, and he of course is a sucker and takes it and. And reads it, and it it just feels like a perfect a, a perfect example of one of his stories of Bart's people, and we don't know what it is. Um, at the same time, we have Mojo is literally now Homer, the monkey version of Homer. Uh, yes, he's all. It's this is the part that literally it kind of upsets me a little bit. Like I can't. It's just an animal through no fault of its own has now become awful like fat and gross and like uh it's a little it's i can't i know it's just a it's cartoon it's fine try not to get try to get over it uh but marge finally i guess gets to homer and says you need to return that monkey and hopefully that monkey can have a long and healthy life away from you <laughs> uh and he does he returns it and this is where we get you know the famous the famous mojo line
2: Mojo, what have they done to you?
1: Pray for
2: Mojo.
0: Pray for Mojo, Matt.
1: Oh, I will pray for Mojo. I, I pray that he has a long and interesting
0: life far away from me. <laughs> that line was written by George Meyer, who says it's his favorite personal contribution to the show. The pray for Mojo I, line. If you have to be proud of a line, that's a good line to It's pretty on. good. It's pretty good. Uh, so Bart is sent he appears at a junkyard they're doing a live version of of Bart's people and uh, he is surprised by Willie
2: Lisa I've just arrived at the Springfield dump a lot of things get thrown out here sometimes even a human being somewhere in this pile of twisted metal and soiled mattresses (laughs) lives a poor immigrant whose home was cruelly taken away
3: yeah by you
2: Groundskeeper Willie, um, uh, so you're the immigrant I'm here to help.
3: Help! You destroyed my house
1: and reduced me to living in a dump.
2: Groundskeeper Willie, furious with the government that let him down, I'm Bart ah! Sa- <laughs>
3: I'll kill ya! Uh, ah! Ah! Oh no! What have I done? Nelson, cover for me. <coughs>
0: <laughs> oh nelson it's i again i'm sorry i'm gonna laugh at armpit farts i mean i'm not i'm not above it so lisa goes to try and save bart from willie uh, I, uh the, I guess the junkyard is relatively close to the studio. Me and Springfield. Springfield's would, not huge. Oh, uh, well, Maybe Lisa, she did the chopper. The chopper get, came back and got her. I guess that's true. There is the chopper. So, uh, Lisa goes to save Bart. uh, To try and stop rampaging Willie. Willie, stop! Get away with you. I've got to finish him off.
1: Will, I'm still temporarily insane. No, uh, you can't hurt Bart. He's.
3: Well, he's your son. What? Well, not literally. Uh. But, in a way, isn't he everyone's son? For, you see, that little Hellraiser is the spawn of every shrieking commercial, every brain-rotting soda pop, every teacher who cares less about young minds than about cashing their big, fat paychecks. No, Bart's not to blame. You can't create a monster and then whine when he stomps on a few buildings. I'm Lisa Simpson.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're right. It's all Willie's fault.
3: Infinite have a terrible father Hey, Lise, thanks Boy, that phony schmaltz of yours sure is powerful stuff Uh, yeah, but I have a certain respect for that whole truth and hard work thing that you do You know, Bart, if we combined your showmanship with my integrity We could make kids really care about the news You're right If we work together, there's no stopping us
1: approved kids news has been cancelled. Stay tuned for the Mattel and Mars bar quick energy Chocobot hour. You can count on us, Mr. President. Major Nougat,
2: Gooey, Coco, put down those entertaining Mattel products. Colonel Katafi is up to his old tricks.
3: Let's power up! I can't believe they cancelled us for this
2: Shut scandal. up! I'm trying to watch this.
0: excuse me Uh, so Bart and Lisa after Lisa saves Bart's life with the use of his own techniques are going to make a good show that uses the best of both worlds and educates and then it gets cancelled for the Mattel and Mars bar quick energy chocolate hour yeah I mean Mattel and Mars bar's quick energy chocolate hour is educational
1: sure it teaches you how delicious chocolate bars are and how entertaining uh toys are
0: yeah i mean those are very important lessons to learn when you're a child um that's how the episode ends with (laughs) justice bart and lisa become friends again and team their show gets canceled um what do you think matt it's an okay episode uh it's it's what i imagine when
1: i think of a season nine episode it gets the show is essentially in transition at this point from great episodes to ones where something is just a little off it's weird that everyone always remembers the b plot of this episode because it is a really dumb b plot episode it's funny in places and the overall concept is kind of funny but most of it seems to be a bit of a waste of time uh i like bart and lisa when they interact but I worry that people take the wrong message from this. So it's it's a good episode. It's not great.
0: Yeah, I, I don't – like, I think it's good, and I think that I can't really even pinpoint what's keeping it from being great. Yeah. Like, the writing is good. I think there's, there's several of those layered jokes. The characterization is good, like Bart and Lisa. I think their relate their relationship in this episode and the their their conflict is good. I like the satire and parody of news and journalism and all that. I just don't. I can't. Like it doesn't. Like I think of like uh, Lisa on Ice, and I yeah. think about that, and like that is so great. And I don't know why that is a great episode maybe I, there's maybe a, a measure of heart missing somewhere along the way maybe it's just that the mojo stuff is doesn't hold up as well as i remember it uh it really does it wow i mean it's still funny because it's a cartoon monkey but there's still parts it's also of jerk essentially. yeah so. it really is jerk homer but because it's about a cartoon monkey that ultimately is okay and it doesn't matter as much as to a monkey it's not to his family which i think is usually our Big problem. It's when Jerk Homer is a, a is a jerk homer to his family and there is no he doesn't get his comeuppance. There's no reason for why he's being a jerk. And it's like it's a throwaway B plot. I don't really care. I think if the A plot was better, I would not I would care even less. But there's just something about it that just doesn't get over that last hurdle. I don't and I don't I can't really identify it. And usually I, I can and it's a little weird to me that I can't. Maybe it's just I think partly I think if I think about it, it's probably we we talked about the like i'm team lisa 100 in this episode (laughs) and may i feel like the episode is trying to make it even like it's trying to make like bart isn't doing anything wrong here or that we're supposed to be rooting for i don't i don't know like it feels very ambiguous at times and i don't know if that's necessarily me or if it's just the episode i'm not sure which and i don't think the Simpsons should be ambiguous. I feel like they should just show one some, one person's in the wrong, one person's in the right, and the person who's in the wrong figures it out by the end of the episode. In this, it is they're both wrong, kinda, but then they're not. But by they are the time they are right together, it doesn't matter because the chocolate show replaced them. <laughs> replaced them, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's good. You're you're. It's funny. It has good character. It is not Simpson tied. I at the end of the no, day, thank God, I, I should be happy with that. Uh, we will rank it at the end of the show. Uh, there are no submissions for this for my favorite episode. However, if you do have a favorite episode, send it into SimpsonsShowPod at gmail.com explaining why a certain episode is your favorite. Uh, and I'll read it when we get there. Our next segment, Matt, it is time for comments from the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments from the news group. So I comb through the old alt.tv. simpsons news group to see what people were talking about a week or two after an episode debuted. Um... This episode was well liked, except for a couple people. But most people really liked it. A's and B's, mostly. A couple C's.
1: Interesting. Very interesting. I I guess nerds on the internet like monkeys. And also people complaining about Lisa. Uh, I'm I'm sure. I, I'm sure many of the man children on this uh message board don't like a woman challenging them.
0: Very good post for someone. Here, Lisa's characterization. Um I think that Lisa's character This is from a message board uh Tom, his name. I think that Lisa's character is completely misunderstood by 90% of the people in this news group. Uh, half, of these, half of these simply sum up these feelings with kill Lisa, while the other half of these put her so much on pestle as to nearly worship her as a goddess. Lisa's the best character of the Simpsons because she is the most human. She is at times sweet, at times angry. She is adult yet vulnerable. She expresses great joy in life, yet great sadness. Jealousy towards her more popular brother is certainly understandable. And I don't think it's odd when... Whenever the main support of her self-esteem, good grades, is attacked, she exhibits mental instability. The PTA disbands. The joy sect. In my opinion, he, uh, her behavior tonight fit perfectly within her characterization. Getting more and more annoyed as her hard work went unnoticed, unpraised, while her brother's shallow work got all the credit. Certainly would have been a great Bart, if I had been in her place. Which is like, I think that, that is perfectly put. Wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that's the best uh, I've I've seen so far of Lisa. And that there's a lot of people he that he was right, and that there are a lot of people who are like. I don't like how Lisa's in this episode. She's too bitter or shallow or something. I'm like, well, I it doesn't like smart people are not immune to poor behavior. Um, also, they were talking about they talk about children's programming a lot and about how shows like the ChocoBot Hour, I guess. <laughs> uh, how you mean, GI Joe's Transformers, yeah, other shows like that. Yeah, I mean, I I am I like I liked GI Joe's a lot. I like GI Joe. When I was a kid, I had G.I. Joes, So I I was not. Tons I, of G.I. He-Man also loved He-Man. Also He-Man. Yeah. That terrible show. I loved He-Man. Um, how th- there's even a anecdote about how a when the FCC tried to institute this, there needs to be a certain amount of children's programming on any certain channel. Uh, someone said, hey, the Jetsons are educational. It talks about the future. <laughs> I guess yeah it's totally version of the future yeah exactly it's it's a this is a education where they talk deep, deeply about uh the future and how science works with uh their made their robot made do you ever read that um the 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 d c backup about the jetsons when they were doing all those crossovers oh yeah uh, about uh the the real <laughs> rosie Dennis is of the, Rosie Rosie is yeah. their dead grandmother. Oh, you had to spoil it, man! Jeez, it's from four months ago. If you haven't read it yet, you're not going to read it. It's probably true, and it's—I don't think it's canon. Uh, I—it's—I don't think the Jetsons need that. I don't think they need. No, no. I mean, it's not a ghost. It's her intel. It's like they put her into a computer, and she became. Uh, and then they order her around to do all their cleaning. Yeah. That's what you do with a dead mother-in-law, right? <laughs> I guess. It's, just, it's brutal. Uh, I think, but that's it. Uh, they did not mention DC Comics and the Jetsons uh, the comic in the news group, but I can't help but think about it forever and ever now. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week.
2: Let's try one more number.
0: <gasps> Yellow?
2: is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener.
0: Yellow? Listen to question of the week this week is, if you could make a quote-unquote good sequel to any episode, which would you choose? And uh, a lot of great answers. Uh, I always appreciate people took the time. Uh, first, we're going to cover the uh, many people who uh, wanted You Only Move Twice, which is definitely the-, the <laughs> That's like everyone. <laughs> yeah, it's like there's, there's, like, uh, there's a, a slew of them. So from JD, Hank Scorpion returns. Please call me Hank Scorpio, but don't call me that either. Uh, for yep. Brian, I would make you only move thrice. The Simpsons version of Cypress Creek after Scorpio offers Homer another job. Hilarity ensues. Carrie, uh, CIC66. Two words, Hank Scorpio. Tom, has to be only moved twice, but sometimes Simpsons can go very wrong with sequels, camp- e.g. Camp Crust here. Uh, he also says Trilogy of Errors. Uh, for, he has a, a si- episode. He's reading a fan script around, so he's not like, yeah, our spec script pile. Uh, And also, Alex, okay, whatever, man, you only move twice. Very popular. Everyone, of course, wants more Hank Scorpio, I think. They're not alone. Well, yeah. I mean, that that was one of the best episodes of all time. So, yeah. Uh, from Alistair, summer of six foot two, a future episode where the family returned a little squagmapada, that's what he does too, and leads to support come on, Ruby, well, he says it's squagmapada la la land, and I think that's uh, okay. better accurate, because that's how what it happens when I try to say it, Uh, Lisa meets her old friends again, but she is a pimply awkward teen, it's just a disturbing gross pert, like, you know, whatever. I think Lisa would be like five foot. I, I guess, yeah, if it's, you do the gross bird thing and you want to do the similar title, you would have to do six foot two. I just don't see Lisa ever being that tall because Marge isn't that no. tall. Five foot two, obviously. Well, I mean, Lisa is, unless you count her hair and she is, suddenly has Marge hair. Yeah, there you go. Uh, from Robbie, 100% the return of Pie Man and Cupcake Kid. Uh, AJ, oh. so should I steal Robbie's likely answer of a sequel to Lisa's Substitute? I like the, that's what the prediction is. Uh, I could, but I won't. Inside of lots of my sequel ideas feature Edna Krabappel. Uh like Bart gets an F sequel. Well, maybe we could live in a theoretical future where Marshall Wallace is still alive. Uh so I want to see a sequel to either Hurricane Nettie in which we redress the mental issues with Ned, uh could be further compounded by the subsequent, subsequent losses of both Maud and Edna. Yeah, really. Ned has gone through a lot. Uh with this I expect we see Ned actually change, perhaps this allow some breaking to this status quo. Alternatively, I'll agree with the masses to say you only move thrice, the sequel to you only move twice. Uh uh, AJ goes on to say, he comes, a- Scorpio comes to Springfield, takes over the power plant with Burns. Springfield gets a major economic boon, but Burns aims to fight back and reclaim his nuclear throne of sorts. Will Burns be able to get back the plant? Will Scorpio be here to stay? Will Homer ever get those hammocks? You'll have to tune in and find out. Um, it's a good video game, Nuclear nuclear Throne. You ever play that, Matt? Sure. It's a good dual stick nope. shooter. Uh, from Kevin, just because I like boxing, or I live boxing, is uh, is like Homer. the Homer they fall twice with a retired Dredrick Tatum needing Homer as a, as a sparring partner to get ready for his big comeback. I like that. That's a good idea. Uh, from John, I always want to see a sequel to the third story in chance of Horror 6, Homer 3, Homer Cubed, uh, uh, the, the one where Homer gets stuck in the third dimension, three-dimensional world, then sucked into the real world. What happens after the erotic cake store? <laughs> good question. Wouldn't you like to know? Uh, Mike, Lisa and Bart's Hockey rivalry revisited. Uh, Cody, a sequel to DOS Bus*, where Moe has to put up with the incessant chattering from the Mach-U-N. Odds are there's some unsavory characters that pick the kids up with Mo. Maybe another monkey knife fight like in The Mansion Family. Uh, Carolin- Carolina Karolinski the episode about Homer and his mother well I mean they've had a few of those now Is, yeah, I think three I think yeah I mean I, we did ask for good ones that's true we asked for good ones you're right good sequels uh, Lord at El Columbia 88 Uh, 22 more short films about Springfield it'd be fun to see another episode like this with the updated characters maybe we would finally get to see the tomfoolery of Professor Frank uh from Dark Simpsons Comics at Dark Simpsons com. I'd make a sequel to Homer's Barbershop Quartet. It ended with Bart and Lisa asking a ton of good questions. Perfect for a sequel, it'd be another storytelling episode. Oh, uh, I like that. And Will at uh, Will's World Ooh. and then Dos Bus so we can finally exactly how Mo Saved the Kids. Oh, God. Guys, <sighs> I'm gonna say it. It's probably if I'm just gonna say this. If you after this, if you make the Mo saving the kids joke, I might not pick your answer. <laughs> just i'm fine with it up to this point but i might not happen we'll see um from David, anyone episode I think is long overdue for a sequel is Homer Goes to College. Outside of a brief couple of throwbacks at cameos, we haven't seen much of Homer's alma mater, or even worse tragedy, Homer's roommates, Benjamin, Doug, and Gary, in the past, in the past 20 plus years. An interesting aspect they could drive the plot, the fact that some people peaked in or immediately after college. Homer being relatively superior to the roots post college could provide some comedic payoffs, sort of like in the same vein as Frank Grimes' inferiority to Homer in the, uh, in the absurdly titled Homer's Enemy. Uh, Mason, my idea of this episode is essentially Bart's substitute with the unfortunate passing of the amazing Marshall Wallace. Most of Bart's time at school features sub- substitute teacher anyway. By chance, Mr. Bergstrom is hired for a week or two after previous. the substitute is forced out by the class, most likely from Bart. Uh, it can lead to Bart becoming a better student under the guidance of his new idol, even just for the episode with a linking B-plot where Lisa getting jealous that Bart is getting the attention she thinks she deserves. Uh, third act could even be Bergstrom finally coming to dinner. Lisa invited him to all those years ago or I guess psh, in the months... I guess months in the show's canon lead into a big fight, eventually an important message from Bergstrom at the end. It's like one of the best moments of the show's 29-year run. I would say that. And then there's those things about Dustin Hoffman coming out. They were not good. Yeah. So I don't know if I... Okay. And finally from Alex. Uh, itchy and Scratchy the movie, the sequel. Uh, premise would be that the Itchy and Scratchy movie is getting a sequel years later. Bart, never able to see the first one, is determined to see the sequel by any means necessary. Uh, plot evolves into Bart getting caught illegally downloading the film. The NBA agents hunting him down and be to the trouble with trillions, with Bart ratting out his friends who steal it ends with let's say Mo figuring out how to rescue him. Hmm. So just saying guys, if you do the Mo rescue thing, and then have any answers <laughs> I'm fine with it, but it's word of warning. What's your answer, Matt?
1: I am actually gonna have to go with uh, it was a whacking day. Uh, I want to see a return to whacking day in the new friendlier Springfield and something to go horribly, horribly wrong. So the snakes attack? either the snakes attack or the people are too nice to the snakes and they get overrun. Just, you know, something like that. I want to see what bad things happen when the
0: people of Springfield try to do good. I want the mysterious voyage of March. Ooh, that'd be a good one. I mean, it doesn't, obviously, so she's not going to eat super hot peppers or anything. Uh, my I'm gonna drink some ayahuasca tea that, uh, was supposed to be for somebody else. I, my idea was that she, while cleaning, uh, uses chemicals that are too powerful.
1: Ooh, and they over, okay.
0: overwhelm her. And like I, I think it wouldn't necessarily be exactly the same. It couldn't because Marge is so different from Homer. But a kind of reassessment of why she's with Homer. Like how the, same, the reason Homer, Homer comes to that same conclusion in Mysterious Voyage. Where he, he kind of is Marge my soulmate. And he questions it. And then comes back to realize, of course she is. And I think that would be the same kind of arc with Marge. But it would be a different path. But I don't think at the end, she would still
1: find out that Homer's her (laughs) soulmate. Yeah,
0: exactly. I don't like I I don't I don't I I think we seldom look at it from that angle. It's always like Homer trying to crawl back to Marge and get her back because he doesn't deserve her. But I want to see an angle from Marge literally like, why am I with Homer? And getting a good answer, not just he needs her, which is what successful marriage (laughs) answered, which is, hey, he would die without her. Yes, which I don't think that's a necessarily a great answer, but whatever. Uh, next week's question. What is your idea for a new original antagonist for the family, a la Burns or Sideshow Bob? I feel like they, they've they run out of things for Burns and Bob to do to upset the family, I think. Uh, I And I think original long, uh, a, a ongoing antagonist would be great. So what's your idea for one? You can go as deep as you want. I'll post this question on our social media, facebook.com slash Pod, twitter at Showpod. You can email us at Pod at gmail.com. Next up, Matthew, it is time for the No Google Trivia Challenge.
1: I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-T.
0: The No Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, one hard. Try and stump the other. We have a wager for this season. Whoever loses must record themselves performing. Patriots of Horror segment that they wrote with their best Simpsons voices. Whew, Gonna be a rough one. Well, Matt is currently leading by eight points, so you don't really have to worry about it yet, Matt. Uh, not yet, but the the season is far from over. Yeah, you have five. More episodes.
1: I think my questions this week are a little too easy, but we'll see.
0: One, two, three, four. Only four more episodes. So eight, my... eight points is uh, easily gained in that many episodes. Uh, easily, if it was easy, Matt, I would have done it. All right, <laughs>
1: give me my easy question. All right, so your easy question this week. What two groups fight at the
0: end of The Twisted World of Marge Simpson? That'd be the Italian mob and the Yakuza. Indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like, I've said this many times, but as long as I get the easy question right, I'm really happy. Um, <laughs> you don't feel quite so bad. Yeah. Uh, from the front. These are all from the front. Ooh, okay. Abe Simpson becomes a staff writer for what television program? Uh, I- I- Itchy and Chimpy? <laughs> or Impy and Chimpy? <laughs> no, sorry. The Itchy and Scratchy Show. That is correct.
1: What's my medium question? All right. So your medium question might be a little too easy for you. Where does the mafia advertise uh, where Homer sees them and goes to them?
0: The church bulletin? You are correct. I knew that was too easy. Man, you had to think about it. I had to. I questioned myself one time, and I'm like, no, nah, I think that's mm-hmm. the answer. Um, in the front, what are the names Lisa and Bart are going to change to when they grow up? Uh, Lois Sanborn and Steve Bennett. Should I be nice to you, Matt? I, I think you should. Uh depending on how off I am. Okay. The correct Steve Bennett is correct, but uh-huh. it's Laura Sandborn. Sorry, Laura Sandborn. I think that's close enough. I'll give you I'll give you a point. Oh come on. I give are you, you sure you got, it's Laura. I'm positive it's Laura. Really? Did you look it up? Yeah, I looked it up. Yeah, it's Laura. Yeah. I looked it up. Mm. Lois and Laura are not do not sound the same. Yeah, they do. They start with an L, but they don't they're not there's no other similarities in <laughs> the
1: uh, if you say so, I give you, I, you I've got,
0: heard it as Lois. You think you're so smart. What's my hard question? <laughs> Fair enough. Your hard question. What is the nickname
1: of the Yakuza that Mod Flanders uses when introducing them? Oh,
0: I can think of it very like, yes, it's she goes the 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 buh 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 the Yakuza. <laughs> um, the Scourge of the Pacific Rim.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. You were so close. The Poison Fist of the Pacific Rim.
0: Okay. I was. I knew it was something of the Pacific Rim. I did not know what it was in, in, in particular. All right, Matt. Your hard question. What are the nominees for best writing in a cartoon series? Okay. Um, action Figure Man,
1: the How to Buy Action Figure Man. Uh, Red and Stimpy. Uh, there's no clip. Uh, season premiere or series premiere. Um, there was... Uh, oh, what is... the. Little Barbershop of Horrors, Itchy and Scratchy, obviously, before I forget that one. And it was the wedding episode, but I can't remember the show's name. It was uh, Strongar, Master of Akon,
0: the wedding episode. You're very close, Matt. Oh, you're very, very, very close. Uh Uh-huh. But no cigar. I know. It is Itchy and Scratchy, Barbershop of Horrors, the Ren and Simpy (laughs) season premiere with no clip yeah action figure man how to buy action figure man and finally strong dar master of acom. Uh, the wedding episode uh, dang it i'm so close and a couple of letters off but i'm uh, sorry uh, i gave you i you're mm-hmm. i got you a point earlier and i could easily just not give it to you so mm-hmm. there we go uh i i gained a point i'm happy i'm uh-huh. one point closer but i can't do that i don't have enough time to do that every week i gotta get a couple points in the next four weeks and i can have a chance it's narrower, seven points. It's single digits, which after Down last seven points after last season, the the massacre that was laid upon me, I single digits is I'm pretty proud of. <laughs> uh, I think also the change in our rules helped me a little, a little bit. We can move on to our final segment, the segment we end every single episode with. It is time for best episode ever, best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as so you watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. So, Matt, where to? It's a
1: tough one. Um, I'm trying to think of anything to compare this to. I guess we could look at other Bart and Lisa episodes. So, there is um, a separate vocations, which I don't know where that is. Surprisingly low down. I think. 103. 103. There it is. Um... I don't think this is good as Separate Vocations, because that, in my in my mind, is the best Bart and Lisa episode.
0: I would, I think Lisa on Ice is the best uh, Bart and Lisa episode. Oh, yeah, you're for... right.
1: Lisa on ice, I forgot Lisa on Ice. You're right. Lisa on Ice is better than Separate Vocations, but Separate Vocations or, is definitely
0: I guess there. I think is Summer 442 a Bart and
1: Lisa episode, or is it just a Lisa episode? I think it's just a Lisa episode. I mean, Bart is the antagonist in that, but he's in it very briefly compared to Lisa's uh, screen time.
0: Okay. I'm looking at the other... I'm looking at the list, and I think that is... Probably yeah. Uh, I don't If you if you don't count a summer four for two is one. Lisa on ice is probably highest at thirty eight right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm looking above the list and I don't see anything higher than that. That is a Bart and Lisa. Well, do you think this is better than Separate Vocations? I, I don't think Separate Vocations is the best. I think it is kind of the formula. Right. I think it is the first one that where they go here, this is the formula for making a Bart and Lisa episode. Um and they you know, obviously you can change it a million different ways, but I think that is like Season two episode, I think, it is establishing along with Homer defined like very a a foundation for here is the basic template for these characters and how they interact with each other. I think I love Separate Vocations mainly because I've seen it. I saw it so many times as a kid, and I have a lot of nostalgia for it. But it's not. I think this episode is funnier than Separate Vocations. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think it just it is another permutation of the same thing, and I think that is the thing we're gonna have to deal with as we move through the later seasons is it's not necessarily that they're worse. It's just, we've seen these characters do this type of interaction many, many times already. and, and it's,
1: it's not different enough.
0: Yeah. It's, it's going to, you have to really put a new spin on it to make a big impression. Um, right. And like, I, at, like my gut level, I agree with you. Uh, It's just, I think early edition is like, Makes me laugh more than Separate Vocations, but I haven't seen Girly Edition as many times as I've seen Separate Vocations. I've seen Separate Vocations mm-hmm. probably over a hundred times. Girly Edition, I've probably seen five, you know, and so, and it has been a, it's been a long time. So, I, it's fresher. It makes me laugh, but is it better? Mm. Okay, is, okay if, if it's not as good as Separate Vocations, is it better than, let's say, Bart the Murderer?
1: Ooh, hmm. I think it's close. I I I really like Bart the Murderer. It's a great Bart episode. You know, showing you who Bart is and it involves the mafia, so you got Joe Manteg- uh, Mantegna in there and just I don't know. I have to say this is, is close but not quite as good uh, as Bart the Murderer. I think it's definitely better than Birds Baby Burns. Uh yes, definitely, definitely. Is it better than Whacking so, Day? Oh man, that's tough Uh, I don't think so I I really enjoy Whacking Day Uh, I I think it's a lot of fun, it's a great Bart episode A surprisingly good Lisa episode You even got Homer being funny in it I I, I think that's a good spot for it, right below Wacking Day Right above Burns Baby Burns
0: Okay, so, girly edition Is number 109 on our list Right below Wacking Day, right above Burns Baby Burns Uh, Still number one on our list is Homer's Enemy, and last place Is still Homer's Odyssey at 187 Uh, What's our next episode, Matt? Our next episode is Let's see, Trash of the
1: Titans, the one I was just talking about. Mm-hmm. How convenient. Uh, everyone's favorite
0: episode. I don't know about everyone's favorite, but a lot of people's favorite. No, it's not everyone's favorite. I, a lot of people hate the ending. Um, we'll talk about it. I I am generally a fan of Trash of the Titans. Last time I watched it, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, but yeah. Well, hey, 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 man. I don't you can't assume anything. <laughs> Can't not I'm. with you, Anthony. <laughs> All right, that'll be next week. Uh, you can find this list at our website, simpsonsshow.com. I have it updated now. I have I've forgotten for a while. I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and remember to update the list as we go. It just slips my mind a lot because um, I don't want to do it. I should just do it beforehand. It's not <laughs> like I don't want to. I don't want to do it and not spoil the the episode before it comes out. uh oh. but can't you schedule updates to come out? Hmm. Maybe I don't, I'm not sure. I'll, I'll, I'll. we'll see. Um, no, I'm doing, it's updated as of, as of this episode, it will be updated. Uh, you can check that out. Links to our Facebook, to our Twitter, to our SS feed. Of course, every episode is there. Downloadable and streaming. I'm working on getting all our back catalog onto uh, Apple podcasts and all the other podcast places. It's just a lot of work. I'm working on it. Um, but if in the meantime, you go to the website, and listen to everything, um, uh, links to our Patreon there. If you want to help, help the show, donate, Support us. We appreciate it. think that'll be it for us. Before we go, you can find me on Twitter, at Robbie Dorman. Uh, please check out my other podcast, The Hits of Boys Comics Hour. It's about comic books and the serial fanaticist It's about lots of stuff. Matt does not participate in social media. Unless you're a certain level of Patreon backer, you will not find him. Uh, That is true. Uh, However, due to the insane cold,
1: I have said I will just freeze myself until summertime. Uh, So, you know, just pack your messages in the snow. And as soon as it melts, uh, they will get uh, sent to me uh, at, you know, the Smithsonian, where they'll take my frozen body.
0: What's what's insane cold to you, Matt?
1: Like, I don't know, 45 degrees. That's rough.
0: Next Wednesday, it's going to be negative (laughs) 20.
1: I know it's. Uh, you people are insane for living there. Why don't you all live underground? It would seem so much more useful, pleasant underground.
0: I don't. No one. I think that you need sunlight to live, unless you take a lot you of, of vitamins. Still sunlight. Uh, it's, uh, the sun is important, Matt. Believe me. Uh, I'm Robbie, and I'm Matt. Thank you, keep watching the subs.